0: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. Please subscribe to our Patreon page. You can uh, hear all kinds of extras with uh, T.J. Miller on the road and Hell Gig stories and behind the scenes of a comedy club in Manhattan. So please support that. I could really use your support. So if you like this podcast, please uh, sign up for Patreon page. It's only like two bucks, and you can really kind of uh, get some extra stuff that I want to try to add. It's even getting better and better each week. So please support us, and uh, I'll give back. I promise. are all right how's it going
2: good (laughs) how's it going with you
1: you know i'm okay i uh had a crazy road gig this weekend uh it's so funny there's this thing that happens uh, that i know that you um i'm sure has happened to you a lot and uh you know that thing where you you get off stage and then there's like a moment that you have with the other comic that goes up after you, you know, where they say something, you know, and then it's just like mm. and then you have that that thing in your head and you're just like, what, the? you know, and, and sometimes, you know, I, I, I you know, you don't want to yell out because then you look like a psycho, you know, you but then but you, there's nothing you could do because they have the microphone and then they say stuff. I'm sure, you know, uh, a comedian being a female is, you know, you're always getting some weird stuff probably sometimes. But uh, I always get stuff, either about my material or, you know, whatnot. It hadn't happened in a while. But I I got this gig, and um, it's in Jersey, which already just sets it up for, you know, something that could go either way at all times, whenever you play somewhere in Jersey. And, you know, I I play, I'm opening for a Johnny Cash impersonator. So it's almost a dream come true. Right. right? (laughs) It's like, it's so close. almost there. It's so close. It's almost there. Because everybody knows I'm a big Johnny Cash guy. And... So it was so funny and it was just such a weird thing. You know when you walk in to to do a road gig and then you just you you glance where you're going to be and where the audience is going to be. You just know it's just not right.
2: And you're like this is going to be a shit show. Yeah,
1: you just know the way it's set up is just going to just not work and it, you're just going to to you're going to really have to, to to it's a challenging thing you're going to have to work on. You're going to have to work for the laughs. You're going to have to do everything. You know, so this thing was like a dance floor which I have flashbacks from bad uh, experiences where the dance floor was too far away from the from the audience, and then the comedians there, and so, so they had like a stage for Johnny Cash, and uh, and before that actually, I it was the funniest thing I I showed up with my buddy Paul, and we walked in, and then this guy. I mean, looks just like Johnny Cash, and he talks like him, and he looked, and it was like, I mean, I got, like, goosebumps how how much he resembled Johnny Cash, and I walked in, I was like, oh my gosh, he looks just like him, and then the guy was like, yeah, that's the point, point. and I was like, okay. And you are like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, some dick, I was like, no, I, there's a lot of people that impersonate people, you know. That's
2: like when I was doing that, I did a magic show, not to interrupt, but I did Please. totally interrupted, I was doing it in- magic show i wasn't it and one of the magicians was just so great he had like 30 birds coming out of nowhere and i was like clapping i was being supportive the guy sitting next to me goes you know those birds aren't really magic right (laughs)
1: like yeah like
2: he's like you know they're in his jacket right and i was like yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) i got it i thought he was a wizard yeah
2: Yeah. (laughs) is that that gandalf (laughs) who are these people
1: yeah, that's always a weird thing when somebody's, like, smart aleck before the show's even started. Yeah, you're
2: like, I was just trying to be supportive.
1: Yeah, you just know it's, yeah. I hate it when people try to, like, ruin your fun, you know? Because it's, like, that's all it is, fun. So I'm having fun that he's Johnny Cash. He's I, crushing your joy. Yes, I'm so happy with this, this, this experience, you know, and this is before I, you know, see the room, and the room wasn't that bad. It was, like, there was people there. Um, the only thing is, most people that go to a Johnny Cash concert... Are gonna be in your senior area you know let's just say I did a lot of Boca Raton references you know with this crowd so they're up there they're 80 plus I'm being maybe 90 plus there was some heavy, heater, heavy old people in there and elderly and I love the elderly but this was wow this is a lot all at once and so I look around and it's like one of those things where he's like oh yeah, the cord's not very long on the microphone. So, and then he's just like, yeah, you're gonna be right here on the dance floor. So at least it wasn't on the stage far away. But, you know, whenever there's no stage, you're just like, ah man, you just feel like, you know, like, it's just, it just doesn't, it takes the element of stand-up away because it, you're not elevated. Mm -hmm. So there's not that respect of like, this comic is in this space. And like we have to listen. It's like you're just right by their chair, you know? So it's like this weird element that's already happening. And then there's people behind me. So I can't just, you know, I, I have to turn around the whole time. So I'm doing spins the whole time I'm doing my comedy. around. Like, yeah, I'm just turning around. but And I have a cord, so I can't even really go off, you know? I can't mm-hmm. just run to a table. So I'm doing this thing, and it's just like, you know, some of those things when people tell you to be clean, but you forgot. You know? yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh, what? So sorry. <laughs> It's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but as you're doing the joke, you ever have a, you know, I know you know all about this, but like when you're... (laughs) Halfway
2: through it and you remember what the end is?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I try to say suck a dick but i say it like in a friendly f- family way and then it was just like uh it was and i got good laughs i did a gig
2: once where i just ended the joke before the ending oh before the punchline. <laughs> yeah and Cause i it, was like because i remembered what it was and oh. i was like oh you know and then i went to <laughs> the next thing they're like what what <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's better, but I'd probably, you know, because at least you are not get in trouble. Suck a pee-pee. Yeah, it was like, it was so weird. And so I was just like trying to do this. And, you know, then I'm trying to do crowd work. And then, you know, I try to play with this one lady. And she's like in a wheelchair. And she's really old. And so I do this thing where I'm trying to play like, yeah, I need a sugar mama. And how many properties do you have? And then, I, and then I fucked up. I go, so what do you drive? And she's in a wheelchair. I'm like... I guess that's what you drive. <laughs> and fortunately, the audience wasn't too bad on that. But uh, so anyway, so I had a couple jokes where I just kind of like, you know, it was the dirty-esque, you know, in the not edgy and kind of whatever, but I'd still try to pull back the whole time. And so I do the gig and, I, and, and for this gig, it's a standing ovation for what I got out of them. You right. know what I mean, I put any comic, anybody in there, except maybe Sinbad or something, mm-hmm. but otherwise, it's like I put anybody in that room and could do as good as I did. And so I was proud of myself. I was like, my buddy was there, and he he said how great I did and everything and then and then I get off, and Johnny Cash is like. <laughs> hey you did great I'm like Johnny Cash I'm great he's like he's being all nice to me that's another thing too when people like are like nice to you before they get on stage or something and then they get on stage and it's this whole other thing that happens so he says good job all these people come up to me that, that, that were, were laughing some were not but most were And they're like, good job, Fist Pound, you know, that kind of thing. And then um, then we're all excited to see Johnny Cash. You know, me and my buddy Paul, he picked me up in a 1989 police car. Like, we're doing the whole thing. We look like the Blues Brothers showing up in this thing. And we're having, we're just, we're all into it, you know. And then uh, Johnny Cash gets on stage. And he's just like, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And he's just full character. Like, he's not breaking. He's not like, hi, my name's Tom. I'm playing Johnny tonight. Like, he's in full Johnny. And then he's just like, oh, how about that comedian over there? He's a little too dirty, don't you think? Man, I think I'm going to have to go to church tomorrow. Oh, where is he? And I'm meanwhile, I'm in the, like, I didn't go right in. I told my buddy to go in. And so I'm in the, like... The lobby area—it's in a hotel. First of all, it's in an Asian diner that has a ballroom connected to a hotel. So there's a Chinese restaurant. So I got wings. So I'm eating wings, just eating them, and then I—but I can hear the whole show. And then Johnny's like, "Where'd that comedian go?" He probably left with his tail between his legs. And I'm like, <laughs> so, so I mean. get so angry. So I run in there and I go, "Fuck you, Johnny Cash." <laughs> As loud as I could. (laughs) I'm just flipping him off, like, because, you know, Johnny's famous for the bird. So I'm just like, fuck you, Johnny Cash. And then I was just like, I go, at least I write my own shit. And then I leave, (laughs) and I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm just like a maniac, and I've gotten better at my mania, because it's like, it only lasts about a minute. And then I felt bad, and then everybody was like, what is happening right now? And they're just like, and then he goes into, you know, Ring of Fire, and I'm like, just instant, like, enthralled, and I'm a fan, and like, Johnny rocks, and everything was fine. And I never brought it up to him when he went off stage. He did a great, like, he did stories in between the songs. So he was great. But it was just that moment where I couldn't believe that it wasn't just some comic at a comedy club. It was this guy who, you know, in my head was Johnny Cash that night. You know, was telling me I was too We're dirty. We're going to call him Bonnie
2: Rash from Bonnie now on. Bonnie Rash. Because <laughs> as a, you know, my therapist would say, obviously, you just felt insecure because you did so well. And then so yeah, you down a little bit.
1: That's what makes me mad is when you you know what you're capable of and you know what what you're given and how well you, you do. feel
2: good about it than someone yeah. has insults you in front of other people yeah it's also really just a trashy move like he looks like a poopoo face he really
1: does and uh yeah i have a hard time i don't i don't i mean i'm not gonna burn my records but you know i'm definitely <laughs> you know, it's gonna, I'm gonna take a couple of weeks before i put a johnny cash shirt on <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely gonna wait a while before i listen to some johnny cash and he told me he's gonna play hurt and he never played hurt so i was very disappointed. And, uh, and then afterwards, I just said, great job. And he had that look at his eye like I was going to pop him. And I was like, no, nah, that's cool, dude. I know what you did. And you know what I did. But, you know, respect to Johnny. I'm not going to, you know, fight you in the parking lot. I'm so, fighting
2: him in the parking lot. <laughs> that's so rude. Yeah. I hate it when people comment on you when you've left the stage.
1: Yeah, it's just nothing you can do. You're like helpless. Yeah. It's like you can't it's not like you're going back up. Well, it's just a dick move. It is a dick move. It's like leave the art, let the artists do what they gotta do and respect whatever they did. And you know, it's like unless I pull my dick out, it's like I think I did okay. Yeah, unless like
2: something needs to be addressed because like you like set a fire in the room and then peed on it. Oh, here's
1: the best part. I didn't even go up right at, I, he didn't even go up right after me. Yeah, there was a, a whole break. band. There was a band before, oh, wow. band right after me. So it was a whole band doing Kenny Rogers and stuff. And it's like, make fun of, the, you know, say, hey, that band. He didn't even say anything about the band. He was right to me. So it just, you know, even even a, a, an impersonator is going to like mess with you sometimes. you think it's only comedians that are just jaded comics in a comedy club. But anyway, beware, guys, if you open for an impersonator. You open for
2: Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash.
1: <laughs> But but you think of all the good things after, cause my buddy was like, you should have, because he heckled you in character, you should have heckled back in character. Instead of saying, uh, write my own stuff, you should have been like, I, I fuck June, you know. <laughs> 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 but, but you think all that when you leave, you know. But, uh, so, yeah. I'm
2: sure we can find where he is right now. Just go heckle heck all there.
1: Yeah, there's only got to be, yeah, there's, there's probably three places that have Johnny Cash in But he's from Bronson, so he's he's kind of the real deal. But he also plays Gene Simmons and Elvis, and so, I don't know. It would have been more fun, I think, if he was Gene. But Johnny just took those little, I don't know. It was just one of those things that, like, as comics... You know, like all the therapy that we do and all the work on ourselves, you try to like just in that moment you're just trying to like, okay, they hadn't paid me yet. Okay, right.
2: I can. This is not about me. uh, This is this person acting
1: out their issues. It's like, how bad do I need three hundred dollars? Pretty bad, you know. (laughs) You're just like, you're just like in your head. There's all these things going in your head. You know, know, because then it's like you just don't want that reputation of it going horribly, right? Because even if it's like they say he was too dirty. That's still better than you know. He, he said, punched Johnny. Johnny Cash. Yeah, he punched Johnny Cash. <laughs> he broke Johnny he Cash. Like, Are you ready for a burning <laughs> ring of fire?
2: And then you just drop gasoline. Hurt? On. I'll show you hurt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't break his guitar on his head.
2: I mean, that seems like a win.
1: I think so, so I felt good about it but uh but yeah it's just a it's an interesting thing how you know just we have to just deal with all these things. Do you have experiences where you've had to kind of like just keep it together when something like just goes wrong that you're that you see happening as it's happening, you have to almost matrix yourself into like getting through it
2: um it's so hard to pick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right, kids out there trying stand-up I, comedy. There's soon, a lot of this that happens.
2: As soon as I tell one, I know I've got to remember one that was so much worse. Yeah. Um, this one's fairly recent, and you know, I I like Sam Top, I always appreciate the work.
1: Sure, me too. Thank you for the work. Yeah, yeah. and thank you, Johnny Cash, people that booked me on that. I'm, I'm very happy to have the gig. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's how we. That is,
2: <laughs> I also uh would like to say that like you said, when you walk into a room, sometimes you're like, okay, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna do my stuff, yeah, and I'm gonna pull my feelings and self-worth out of this. <laughs> and I'm not gonna expect anything. I just this is what this is. um and you know it when you just see the layout of the room. So I got to this gig. Um, we'll say this was in the past year. I'm just going to okay. put this in this time frame. And uh, it was far away on um, a weekend. So we had to leave extra time because of traffic. Yeah. And and then they were then they wanted us there early. And then there was no food at the gig. So, you know, leave, you're adding in extra time. And I was like, oh, once we get off the highway, I'll find food. There was no food because we are like, way out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So by the time I got there, I was like... I have to eat something. I can't do...
1: What is your pre-show? Do you have like a a thing, like your checklist? I
2: like to eat... I need to eat like a little something, like an apple or uh, some <laughs> some peanuts or a cashew, like something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I need water.
1: Okay. Um,
2: but I just need like enough that's like energizing but okay. not heavy. And then okay. I also, I need a little chapstick.
1: Chapstick. <laughs> okay.
2: And I need to, I always like to uh, have a tissue, just so I, I have a chronic paranoia that I have boogers. <laughs>
1: Me too, do you hate when you're on stage and you feel it you're in there, like, Is there? And a you know bugger? they're all looking at <laughs> yeah. it. You just it doesn't matter. You I just
2: address yeah. it. I'll be like, I feel like I have a booger. <laughs> Cause if you try to blow it, it'll be worse. And yeah. I always change my socks on a road gig.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I like fresh underwear. I and like socks. a fresh
2: sock. I also like to have socks that don't cover my ankles in the summer months. Oh,
1: okay, interesting. I like to
2: feel that. You have air. lucky socks? Uh, yeah. Uh, I have socks that I feel like you it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I changed my panties because I've been sitting yeah. in a car. Okay, I have, like a
1: fresh panties. Yeah, it's a family show.
2: Uh- <laughs> Usually, when I'm in a car, I like to wear a sweatpant and then I put on my my show panties with yeah. my show pants.
1: Okay, all right.
2: Um, <laughs> so I got to this place, and I was like, "This place doesn't deserve the show panties." No, there's but a lot I put of gigs. them on anyway. Okay. The waitress didn't want to serve the comics.
1: Mm, that's nice
2: because they thought she said openly to our faces it would be a waste of her time. I always, <laughs> I, a I've been. A waitress. Even if I wasn't a waitress, let's just say I cleaned rooms, and then I got bumped up to dishwasher, and then I got bumped up to breakfast chef, and then I got bumped up to waitress. So I have done wow. every angle of the service you paid industry. Paid your dues
1: in the service industry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I
2: i extra tip like yeah. i'm a great me
1: too why not and you i feel like most yeah. comics do yeah.
2: so to not even so we couldn't even get food and then uh this place had you know, i would like to say again i'm real thankful for the <laughs> gig <laughs> <laughs> i'm a people pleaser as well and i knew the person who put it together wanted the show to go well so then i feel like it's on me or whatever and also i often feel as a female comic like. You represent all female. People are always like, you're the only woman we've ever had. You know what I mean? So then if you do bad, there won't be a woman again for seven years. You know what I mean? So it's all this. There's a tree in the middle of the performance area. So you're like, this doesn't seem like it's going to go well. And then it was a very bright room. So they were like, we didn't put the lights up. But between the other people going up and then me going up to close, the sun went down. So Mm. as I'm going, doing my stand up, the lights basically go down and I'm just doing jokes in the dark. And then a kid runs in from I don't know where and stands in the middle of the floor and just starts screaming and nobody (laughs) deals with it. And then the waitress who earlier used to bring me food. This was the part where I honestly thought this was the part where I thought this may be the end. I'm tanking, by the way.
1: (laughs) Uh, How they bring you up though? Was that fun?
2: I may (laughs) I may have told this story when it happened (laughs) because I was very upset to the people listening. I possibly got booed in my intro. (laughs) Oh my god, I almost killed myself. And it wasn't dealt with. You know what I mean? People were just like, no, so I just went up to it. Yeah. And then you're stuck in this place where you want to make everybody, you know, you want it to go well. You can't just, like, just burn right at the beginning. Just burn it up and then be like, I'm going to stand here for another. You know what uh, I mean? So you're, like, trying to worst. do it. And then the waitress, who was angry at me for some reason that I cannot begin to understand. And my therapist would say, you know, don't don't try to understand crazy. Because they're crazy. <laughs> stood directly in front of me. There's no tables there. Yeah. There's a tree there. So... <laughs> Just she didn't do it to the other comics on the show, who were men. by as a side note, maybe that's not related, but it seems to be <laughs> directly in front of me, and I'm talking. What? How many inches do you think that is? Uh, about five inches. Five inches in front of me, just between me and the people in the tree. <laughs> the tree. It was like, and she did it more than once, and I. It was so close that I felt like a, like a, like I wanted to push her. Like if yeah. it was in New York, I would have said something or like checked the person with my yeah. shoulder. It was unbelievable it was just like the no lighting you know what i mean and you're like i can't i don't know if i can do this i also there was like things going wrong in my personal life at the time you know what yeah. i mean it was i had sad things happening in the audience and you want to be like do you know what's going on i'm a human being and i'm standing in the dark with a tree and the waitress who won't even let me pay for food you just want to just melt down but you're like hey do you want to hear a joke i have about intercourse <laughs> And then like right in the middle, they were, it was a very, um, you know, I I walk on stage and people are like liberal, you know what I mean? It's just, it's in my hair. People can (laughs) just tell. And sometimes when I'm out, you know, I have a lot of like jokes that are just, I think relate to people on like a personal level. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of like, uh, dating stuff, family stuff, even my, I like telling all these stories about books I like to read. Yeah, Yeah. So then I'd halfway through it. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do some jokes for me because, uh, you know, and I did birth control. You know nice. I mean? Stuff where I was like these people. Yeah. And I did it anyway um, just because I was like, y- you hate me.
1: Yeah. It is funny that thing that happens. is like when when they <clears throat> they don't like me is usually when I go as edgy as I can. <laughs> I usually don't. Yeah. Usually yeah. I'm
2: like, hey, I want to figure out I a way to make this I try. Before I get to there,
1: I try that. But then I was like yeah. between
2: the tree and the lighting <laughs> and this lady standing in front of me. Well, yeah. now you're getting the birth control stuff. <laughs> And then it was like one of those ones where you just want to run to the car. Because oh, you are like afraid worst. to make eye. I didn't want to go to the bathroom because yeah. I didn't want to be in there with people from the audience. So I like kept my yeah. show panties on the whole night. What the ride home?
1: Yeah, there's it's nothing worse than like um, I don't I don't know if you do a lot of merch and stuff, but I'm st- I s- I'm slowly starting to get into merch. And there's and it's so funny like when you have a set you just hate or whatever, and then just just stand there and watch everybody <laughs> just walk by your merch table <laughs> and not say a word, but tell the feature how great he was, you know, how great she was or whatever. and You're just like really okay, it's okay, and then you just pack it up real quick. I
2: was <laughs> like. We're running to the car. <laughs> and then I was like, I just need to get the nearest to place where there's ice cream. And we pulled it over to a, um, you know, one of those on the highway stations. Yeah. And they had our Carvel. I've never had oh. our Carvel in my life.
1: Carvel and will I, make it feel better.
2: I ordered the biggest one and it had... The man working there was like, "I have to get the the how to menu out. No one's ever ordered this. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the size of someone's bringing her
1: another employee. Yeah, like "Um, (laughs) we're gonna need somebody else to help us lift this cup.
2: I was like, my feelings were really hurt, (laughs) but it was, you know." was what it is and yeah I, you know grateful for the work and uh it's
1: amazing ice cream can definitely make the set feel a little bit better you yeah know I mean? like i do that I'll, I'll have to lap i'll get something sugary and then i'll just take laps like around a block or wherever i'm at i'll just walk
2: i'm sure i came home and watched lord of the rings
1: yeah that's kind of your go-to <laughs> <Yeah. right?
2: laughs> but i um you know it's just sort of that combination of like really trying i was really trying to make make it work and you know do my and then you just feel like everybody was working against you and then to have somebody be mean for no reason and then you you know when people don't understand that like certain things really make a difference like lights you know what I mean and you're like no tree (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you're just like i really tried.
1: the funniest thing is I I think I told it a couple episodes ago but it was like yeah I had a tree situation too where Mm -hmm. I had a tree in front of where we were doing the parking lot we didn't even have a stage we had a parking lot literally in the parking lot and then there was a tree and then we had to like lean over the side of the tree just to get to the audience because it was in a gated thing so it was like it was the only way they just felt like it was the most centered place to put us in front of this tree and I was like are you kidding me so I just shit on the whole thing the whole time i couldn't even do material i just made fun of this setup you know it's the only thing i could do to make it like funny because you can't do jokes you know when it's like the atmosphere is wrong oh it's so weird it's
2: like, and i had tried actually yeah. i was like hey what? you know and yeah. then you just like hate yourself more you're like what, <laughs> what your i'm still not gonna compliment you no matter how much you try to work these people um i'm kidding my parents have been really great i uh <laughs> mom if you're listening you just really
1: (laughs) yeah she might actually listen to this one but (laughs) this is uh but you know sometimes comedy is amazing amazing sometimes it's just challenging was i like to say and i like the word challenging better than bad because because unfortunately um you and i talked a little bit before and it was just like sometimes it takes crazy gigs and uh you know road stuff that 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 you you know you you just can't believe that you did and or
2: you're like a whole group of people hate me (laughs) i can't fix it for that whole there's a whole town of people yeah they think i'm a I don't even know.
1: That's the worst when it's like you have you have a set like that and then you have another set and it's amazing and you're just like, you just want to send them that video. Be like, this is what I do. You, you, guys, you have no idea how good I am. You just, you just think this is the comic I am and it's not the comic I am. It's like, it's like a, you know, it's a misrepresentation This of could you.
2: have been better, but then, yeah. you know, you get in your head and you're like, maybe that is the comic I am. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. And that's when no. the Carvel comes in. Yeah.
1: Well, I think you're more than a tree comic with, <laughs> with crappy people and a waitress. That, I think she sounds like she's she,
2: so mean.
1: Yeah. It sounds like she had a thing for you or something. I don't know. It feels like, why would you be that close I to somebody? I got
2: so, no, I think she's like angry. At me. I got riled up. I was like, yeah. we're going to find this girl.
1: <laughs> I'm going to seek you out. And uh, I got to... um, I know you uh, sometimes try to stay off, like, social media and stuff because <laughs> you just have to. And um, I did a gig. It was at a casino and a couple months ago, and somebody literally um, went out of their way to find me, you know. And then you're like, that's, that's so funny when people, like, you know like add you on something to so they can send you a message like oh it's a fan this is great and only to add you so they could say something they didn't like about your show or something and this lady I did some joke on stage I was just like I, she she got up and I was like hey look at you looking good or something I was like playing around with like a flirty kind of silly you know and uh, and then she just emails like, you can't do that me too movement you can and I say like, really you can't you know it's like even in the the, the gist of I'm have no interest in you whatsoever you're like you know not the whole thing was ridiculous that she sent me this whole long email about how i shouldn't like you know make women feel like objects when you know they go to the bathroom or something it's like you're getting up in the middle of my set i'm gonna say something i can't help it you know and then it was just this whole thing and i just like anyway but sometimes comedy's bad and then sometimes it's amazing or it's challenging and it's amazing so you seem to have had um, pretty amazing moments in comedy. Um, you had your television debut woop, 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 woop. <laughs> uh, from the Stephen Colbert Show. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, Leah Bonema in the house! Yay! Thank you. Thank How you. great is that? How amazing that this aired, and it's awesome, and it's like uh, it was such a good set. I love the jokes that you chose. I feel like you know it was uh, one of the more different late night sets that I've seen. I feel like, um, you know, there's definitely some good uh, late night sets, but I feel a lot of them have a familiar feel to them, you know, where there's just like, almost like they're...
0: This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: You know, keeping it safe or whatever and, you know, and kind of doing jokes about food or, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. And is it great lady, you know, about food. food jokes are good. Food jokes are great. <laughs> but um, I, I, I love food. I love food. But I really responded to the material you chose, which I felt was, um, you know, very current, very kind of uh, – in-your-face, yet sweet and fun and not, like, intrusive, but, hey, wake up, you know, some things are happening in the world, but at the same time, you did personal stuff that was very, you know, kind of relatable and fun, and, you know, I felt like um, that... Had to have been kind of uh, you know just a a process for you to figure out how to do that, how to put this set together. How did you go about just kind of like choosing the set for this? Was there a couple different sets? Was it, it? Can you take us through the process a little bit of just you know kind of getting to that point where you have the set that you're working on for late night?
2: Um, I had, I think originally I, if I was to be honest. I never necessarily thought that I would be able to be a person who could have a late night set because okay. I just was like, I'm long winded. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily dirty, but I'm talking about topics that are, and then I decided that, I feel like this whole thing is going to me- sound like me being in a therapy. Uh, so <laughs> I decided that that way of thinking isn't, is a ridiculous way to think that I, you know what I mean? It's a helpful, important tool and a part of, you know, not that everybody has to do it, but like yeah. it's definitely so um, I kind of broke down my my I had two sets, I felt, and one was more of a long story. Like, I feel like Gary Goldman has that set. I watched multiple times that was like one long chunk that I thought was fantastic. So I was like, oh, that, it, it has been done. Yeah. Um, and it would. I have this one story about my a uh, cat scan, yeah, which I love, and it's clean. And then I had this other chunk that was like some of my favorite jokes, that was you know maybe more on the edgy side, um, but you know technically clean. And I think you know I think a lot of it, late night said sort of you, you're, this you're saying this is me to a, an audience, so yeah. you have to get the description of yourself, so. I wasn't sure if this was... But I think the tone of it describes the tone of who I am. Okay. You know, as opposed to being like, this is where I'm from and this is... But I feel like it... I was hoping that it, you know, kind of was a... Express my personality enough to be... uh, As opposed to a who, what, where, when kind of a thing. Yeah. And then so I had both of those sets, you know, taped. Okay. And then um, I, like, showed them to uh I'd been working on both of them and then when I started talking to Jessica Pilot who is booking the late show with Colbert or she and I had known each other for a long time and I sort of <coughs> I don't know how other people do things but I sort of um you know I never had really pro- approached her about it I know she'd seen my set and I kind of was like you know, I figured she would say something to me when she saw something that she liked. That's how I yeah. do things. And that's what happened, right? She... <coughs> yeah, she saw the the one set, and that was the set she liked. And she was like, "You know, I'd like to see that on tape."
1: Oh, great! So she was it like a Brooklyn room or something? Just like a little yeah, it was a downtown room. room. All right, and then so that's the thing is, it's like that's why it's like you just never know. Yeah, you never know when your opportunity is going to open up. Like that's why it's like. You know, you really have to kinda not that you always have to bring it, but you know, you still have to kinda be aware, especially if you knew she was in the audience, right? Or did you before yeah, I you did. went on? Uh, that that helps to, I'm sure that changed a little bit of maybe the mindset of like I'm just gonna fuck around or I'm gonna like do a good set. I mean, set. I did
2: the you know, I did a longer, less tight version of these jokes, but yeah. I felt like it was very much things that I I did jokes that I loved. Gotcha. That I thought were very me. Yeah. And then I Worked on getting her a tape of a tighter version okay, um, with less words. And um, and then she was extremely helpful in moving it all around. And then we got... And, you know, obviously some of it had to come out and what had to come out and what, you know... And this was something that I could... Because I'm a more... I do a lot of long chunks that um, I really worked on what words are unnecessary Mm -hmm. and um, are, were there little places where I could have a punch that I didn't have a punch? Yeah. Um, And then also because I had to get rid of two things, I had to write a joke to get into the next thing. And then one of the jokes I wrote to get into the next thing, I think became one of my favorite jokes on the set, (laughs) which was the IUD Wi-Fi hotspot. Oh, that's great. I wrote that as a,
1: Kind of a, a way bridge, to get into the between. next joke that's great, and how many times do you think you ran it before,
2: including the shower <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was
1: I'm just curious at how long one you know might run that something like that, you know
2: I ran it i there's like i mean I ran it just running it for the for the six minutes, and then I would also run it in the middle of sets, so like regular okay. sets that gotcha. I could get, gotcha so i. So I could just run run the set, and then I would also, if I if I was like doing a longer set somewhere yeah. that I'd already, I would put it at the end of that.
1: Because that's, I mean, because that's so much pressure to get. Because that that becomes, you know, just a whole nother thing. Late night, my first TV thing was Showtime, which was they basically just said, "Do a set, <laughs> and we'll light you." That's really, I mean, there was really no one came at the material. You know, nobody said, "Hey, we have to, you can't do this, or you can't do that." Or they just said, "We we like what we saw." And uh, just, just you know, get off stage and when you see the flash card at two minutes and, you know, that was it. You know, so it was like, you know, less stress from like, you know, the network thing where you have to kind of like worry about am I going to slip and say something or, you know, or it has to be so tight, you know. Yeah. The timing of like the late night is like, you know, it seems like it has to, that's got to be a little stressful just getting everything in that short amount of time.
2: Yeah. I was nervous that I would, I guess... These are the th- I w- What if I all of a sudden blanked? Oh, yeah. And then I was like, I love talking to people in the <laughs> audience. So I was like, what if I just can't stop myself? And then <laughs> I said to myself, what if you can't control the words coming out of your mouth? Is that <laughs> what you're saying right now? So then I reminded myself, like, of course, I'm a fully functioning human who can stop words from coming out of one's mouth. <laughs> So I, I mean, I would just run it. I would just yeah. talk it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I would tell myself, um, this, this has been, the words have been chosen. It has yeah. gone through what it has to go through. I now just have to say it. Yeah. Uh, well, I look like I'm comfortable with myself.
1: And this is, and this, here's the thing is I saw the set and, um, a few, we were, a few of us were there live as well and you literally look like you were just doing a late show like a like a comedy club late show like you just like were just you know your your vibe did not come off because a lot of people you could tell they've rehearsed this thing a thousand times and so it feels robotic and that's one thing i think that was great about your set is that it felt just loose like your energy was loose like you you know what i mean like it felt like you were just just doing comedy, just another day at the comedy shop, you know. And you're just like you're just kind of just doing a set. It really looked like that, which I think was very interesting. And Colbert has, you know, the way that they do it, I feel is um, is pretty cool because, you know, a lot of the late night shows, you know, you're you're there during the show and you know that kind of thing with the band and what. You're the only comic, and it's like this thing where you you know it's like Bruce Willis is there and you got to like follow his funny story about his family or whatever and then like okay it's comic time and was this they put a show they put a show together of like six or seven comics and then and then after that they you know air the comics you know uh, individually but i think um i think it's cool to 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 feel that when you're doing stand up like you're on just on a show yeah it feels like a show
2: yeah. and I definitely I appreciate you saying that I looked loose and like I was. You
1: did. You look great. You look very loose.
2: I wanted to
1: smile a lot. It's great. Smile.
2: I did. <laughs> yeah. I was like telling myself like this is you know everything I've worked for yeah, and I'm great. so grateful to be there and you know what a cool theater, than amazing things and to not let uh, being afraid of get in over those feelings yeah and then i also the live audience is such a wonderful thing because it's like oh this is what we do every night and you walk out and you see those people and i was like with thinking about the people nice not the cameras and you know you make eye contact with people just like you do at a regular show and there was actually a man in the middle who did not like me and it actually made me feel so much calmer because i was like oh i know this
1: yeah At least there's not a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I know this. There's not a waitress in my face. <laughs> yeah, I can handle this. Also, and
2: yeah. then I was like, I'm going to win this guy over. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah. actually got him at the end. Um, but it, you know what I mean? It just was like a very real, oh, yeah. this is a lot. This is a well, show where I'm conveying what I think is funny to me, to these people right in front of me, and I want them to have fun. And, you know, I so I just tried to be the most in myself. I did have one moment. I think most comics can relate to this where you're saying your stuff and then something happens that triggers the, th- the voices in the head okay. and they're going off on their own thing oh, wow. while your voice is still <laughs> talking. You know what I mean? But the yes. voices in here are talking on something else. And so I was like halfway through it and I wanted to be present. That was like my goal. Yeah. And um, my jacket started riding up uh. and I didn't want to pull on my clothes at all. Yeah, that looks bad. Because, yeah, once you start pulling, you can't stop yeah, pulling. Yeah, that's a nervous tick. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not when somebody, like, fixes something when it's, like, a live show. It's once you start doing it. And then also, it's like, I don't want people to think, oh, is she uncomfortable with it? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I just yeah. didn't want to touch anything. Yeah. So... I felt my hands start to rise up to pull my jacket and then this very loud voice in my head goes, if you fucking touch that fucking jacket, I will take your hand and cut it the fuck off. And then and then, um, and then I didn't touch my jacket. But then I must have gotten through a whole sentence while that voice was yelling at me in yeah. my head and then I came right back into it. What? <laughs> but that was the only time I lost being present my goal was to be present because that's one of the things i love most about stand up is that i feel that when i do stand up is one of because i'm such an anxious person Mm -hmm. or i'm worried about how people are feeling or like does something need to get done stand up when it's even when it's really bad because then you're still present yeah but when it's really good is like when you're really in the moment
1: absolutely and i
2: think that's how i feel and i wanted to convey that feeling I feel. am so in
1: the moment. It was just like, like I said, it just, it looked different. It just, I've seen a lot of these things. I've been to live tapings. I've been to Letterman's and different ones and this just felt that, you know, it just, that really came off. So I think that's I was that's really into that. Props.
2: I just rewatched it and I was like, I just love that I'm walking out waving. Like I think <laughs> I'm,
1: hey, The viewers didn't get to see it, but she does a little dance that, unfortunately, <laughs> wasn't in it. But uh, at the end, but yeah, uh, you know, I
2: had a neighbor growing up who made fun of the way I walked. You know, oh, and really? when you're a kid, it really <laughs> sticks in your head. He said I was a waddler. What? And so, it, you know, I just had that. I wrote a whole thing about trying to have a new walk. Yeah. Remember, I was trying to do that joke for oh, a while yeah, yeah, where yeah. I was like, because in real life, I really decided I had to have a new walk. So I would go out every day and you work on a new, a new walk. walk. Yeah, I was practicing. Actually it really throws your hips off because your body is like, Yo, we've been walking like this for a <laughs> long time.
1: Who? <laughs> <laughs> do you know any famous people that have a good walk?
2: Oh, my David Tennant. <laughs>
1: Who's David Tennant?
2: David Tennant from Broadchurch. From
1: Broadchurch. Broad His oh, walks
2: yeah. are always phenomenal.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. He's I don't great. know
2: what he walks like if he's just going out for bread.
1: Maybe it's an English thing. They just walk.
2: I don't I think that man has, he's got smooth hips.
1: Smooth hips. <laughs> so he can walk a certain way.
2: Some people would just walk terrific. And sometimes really? I'll walk behind them and try to walk like them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I think. Um, yeah i don't know i dance a little bit i walk to music a lot so i just i'll dance and walk you know
2: if you dance and walk i try to yeah. dance and walk is more fun i yeah. don't want to slump and walk you know some yeah. people slump and walk
1: oh yeah i'm wearing a uh, posture gear right now i noticed yeah. i
2: thought you were uh <laughs> coming in from your uh <laughs> time on the force yeah i got this little thing that <laughs> for I those at home listening yeah. it looks like a um, gun holster <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's my posture. I feel like I have such bad posture. That I have really tried to work on it over the years. So I bought this little strap off Amazon. Another thing that I just don't need that I buy, but I, it's helped though. I think I'm right. I set up a little better. I And right? you look
2: up very straight.
1: Well, with it on, but even yeah. with it off, I feel like it's gotten better. Have you noticed?
2: I definitely feel like you sit up very. <laughs> You've been straight. in the I green feel like room. When you stand up straight when. when all I stand up straight. Yep. Yeah. Right. Definitely. I think it's
1: better. Anyway, uh, it's helped my comedy actually. I think when you're a little more wrecked. Well, I think when you're standing better.
2: straight and confident in yourself, unless like your whole thing is yeah. being like a. You know, unless it's an intentional or like a part of your whole thing. Yeah. You know, like I feel like a Woody Allen doesn't need to stand up straight.
1: Sure. It's part of almost the persona. Yeah. But th- with the walk, though, it's interesting. Just, I never even noticed people's walk. Like I noticed oh, when I somebody's. When somebody I feel because like I've been made
2: fun of. Really? I think you have a nice
1: walk. I've never noticed you having a bad walk. I've been walk.
2: working on it for <laughs> decades. <laughs>
1: You have like a walk coach. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's a funny sketch. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's like, you're Mickey. He's like, you
2: can walk better, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I was like, I was very proud. I just it was waited, a great walk. It was a
1: great walk. And I think the waving is good because the waving takes away from the walk. Yeah, I just wanted it yeah. to be
2: like, here I am.
1: You're like the queen. You're like, hello.
2: Not only I'm so confident in my walk that I'm going to be like,
1: "Yeah, t- I'm, I'm
2: going to take uh, questions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was so great though it's really really and you're also one of these people that you know as comics we all root for like you're a nice person you care about other comedians you're the person that shows up for people and like you know album recordings and things and you know you really are a delight you oh. know in comedy I think it's like I speak for lots of people that you're you're one of the good people, and I think it's like you know, there's a lot of people that get stuff, and you're like, ah, this guy, and uh, you know, you're definitely one of those people that I don't think anybody's ever said that's is so gonna nice. say that. You know, I think it's, well, it's nice we root for I you. I
2: don't know if that's true, but I <laughs> I do feel very excited for. I do, do try.
1: No, you do. You put a good energy out, yeah, and I think it comes back. I do I really get very do. excited
2: for people, and I I think it's like an important thing, you know, if anybody to be to support people that you like. Absolutely. Like I always try to buy everybody's albums and books because you know it's so cool that people achieve something they wanted and i just want to
1: well i also part of it i also want this i i feel it should be a family you know i feel the comedy community is a very it's a rare breed of people and so it's like we're the only people that really truly understand each other you know the rest of the world doesn't quite understand what we're doing they act like they do but they don't
2: i was at this party um not with comics and you know I I haven't felt this feeling in a long time where I felt wrong you know where you like say stuff and you're like what the oh, fuck you know what I mean <laughs> so I was at this party and it was you know it was home and it was for a sc- school that I went to and I'm with this group of people and I had just read this article that I thought was super interesting about how women's uteruses fall out <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and I didn't know that <laughs> I didn't know this happened. So my mind is blown. So already I want to talk. Now that I say it out loud, I obviously know yeah. this is not a dinner conversation. It's a
1: green room conversation. Yeah, but it's yeah. not. Yeah.
2: And then so we're moving with this group of, nobody's talking to each other. Yeah. And I'm trying, one of You're the- trying pre- to get it going. Yeah. Someone's a doctor and there's a lady who is a dancer. So I was like- Boom. Boom. Because in the article they talked about women who, more athletic women, this was a thing struggled with and there was doctors and I was like oh nobody was talking it was uncomfortable I thought I was bringing people together we could have a conversation (laughs) I bring up this article (laughs) I cleared the fucking room and I genuinely meant it as like a thing that everybody could talk about and I felt stupid and like there was like, like like I embarrassed people and then I remembered feeling this way and then I was like oh this is because I actually fit in with this group of people. Yeah. Like I can say those things on stage and then it's a joke as opposed to just being mortifying. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's but- with comics, like I know we, we can say stuff and it's never people are just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's just a thing that someone just, you know, it's, yeah, n- it's
1: in your brain. You want to work it out. Maybe a bit, maybe it's not, not a bit. Just- it's
2: just a thing you read that, yeah. And then people, I don't feel weird anymore. So that is a real, yeah. a real gift. Yeah. Cause I remember not having that place.
1: Yeah, I bet now you could go back since you've been on Colbert and you could really like open up about the uterus thing. <laughs> everybody be like, this was really? fairly recently.
2: <laughs> this was fairly recently. I think they yeah. would still be mortified. <laughs> it was more that feeling of just being like
1: And it's a small town. thinking
2: that you can talk about that you're talking about things that other people, you know, and then you're just not and everybody you know and then so it's nice to Find a group of people who are, we're all damaged in the same way.
1: Yeah. No, I, it's, yeah, I was, I was home recently and it was, you know, my dad and all the stuff I was going through and it was like, um, you know, I, I've, i you know, you're around comics so much, you know, and I forget, like, when you leave New York City, it's a whole other thing. Not even just comedy, just mm-hmm. Leaving New York, I feel like sometimes with me, you know, going back down south and everybody just like was heavy into like, you know, right wing stuff and like going off and like being like racist and stuff. And I was like, whoa, 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 we don't do that anymore, you know. But then I remember, oh, I guess they still do it. You know, that's the thing is you get spoiled in New York where you can kind of be you know not have to worry about certain elements of things people are going to talk about because you feel like this is you know a, a place where we're kind of in tune to the world and what's happening and sensitivity and whatnot and but uh, it was just like i literally had to leave the barbecue i was like i gotta go i can't like listen to this right now but uh, between that and trying to get my drunk brother keep my drunk brother from peeing in the yard <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah white trash <laughs> but uh yeah so that's really cool and you grew up in maine We the main. So I in the woods. You feed in the woods, but not in a yard. You know. I oh, I'm sure it. I feed in a yard. Yeah, well, but like on the
2: on the edge,
1: <laughs> on the edge of the
2: yard. You know, it's near the woods.
1: But uh, yeah, that's gonna be very exciting. That you know, it's like you come from such a small place. You Everybody's know?
2: been very supportive about
1: back home. Yeah. Yeah. Have like yeah, it's like a probably have a statue of you or something like Rocky. <laughs> no. you're, like the, you're like you're like <laughs> you're gonna be the Rocky of Bethel, Maine. <laughs> that's so cool though very excited you know i feel like it's like it's well earned you know i've, I've and watched I've, you really work this this thing out and it's thank great thank you
2: and i very very mm. genuinely um grateful to jessica because i feel like she um you know sometimes when you're like oh here's a set that maybe couldn't you know what i mean and she really yeah. worked with it with me and um you know i felt like i got to present myself yeah um, so I was very grateful, and I, I felt like she really pushed for me.
1: And comedy's been really easy for you, right? You got it. Like, <laughs> nobody made you pay any dues. <laughs> yeah, you got it right away. Yeah, or... I've only been doing this. <laughs> you don't uh, have to say I never say my comedy years. I was know, at, like, I, I'm like more d- than nine is more, what I said.
2: I'm happy to say more than 10. <laughs> we're, okay. we're, right. we're looking right. over 10. Uh, you know, we're and past you, 10, and we're.
1: Uh, so you started out um barking a little bit and yeah, doing all I, um, that stuff?
2: So I was doing, a, before I did stand-up, I did a myriad of performance arts.
1: Mm, might have to mention one of them.
2: We could say <laughs> I wanted to be an electro singer. What's that? It was like I wanted to speak over beats. Ooh. Then, then I joined a... Um, is that a thing?
1: Mm-hmm. Who, is there a famous person that does yeah, that?
2: they're mostly in a Berlin. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then I joined a spoken word group. Ooh. And I was into slam poetry. Okay. And then um, in that... Period. You know, I actually went to college. I wanted to be a filmmaker. Okay. Uh, not I actually went to college. I mean, obviously everybody knows I went to the Harvard of Canada. But I am...
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know.
2: <laughs> Did I mention that I went to the Harvard of Canada on math achievements? But I am... Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know if that was brought up. But I am... Um, so I was in this book, you know, so I wrote a lot of slam poetry and I performed a lot of it. And then I met a woman who was a director. Yeah. And together we... Uh, She had a um, Grant and she asked to do a show with me. So I wrote this show It was called always with the heart never with the mind And it was a lot of my poems that were Mm. a money comedic Yeah, and then it was a story about coming to New York from a small town I actually had a lot of Lord of the Rings references. So it's been true through the whole from the beginning Yeah, and then she asked me to take a stand-up class in the middle of it to like learn how to punch stuff up. Oh, wow So I did
1: okay and then you just kind of started falling and in love And then with I it. was like,
2: oh, this is everything, right? Because you That's get to great. talk about what you want to talk about. Um, you get to try to like sneaky things by people that they might not agree with. That, um, and then they laugh. That's great. And it's like a place for like all your wild thoughts. Because every time I say something that I don't mean to be embarrassing, I say it because I feel like other people must be struggling with those thoughts too.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so it's like sort of to form a community of like, didn't you guys feel this way?
1: I mean, this sounds like a just a very organic transition into stand up, you know, where it's just like I did no acting, no poetry, no music, no anything. It was just basically you know, just I just grabbed the mic for the first time it was the first time I did anything like that. so it's like it sounds like this is a a great journey that you took you know to get to stand up because everything is kind of close to it as you're doing, it. yeah, I like moved slam poetry it. and the thing do you remember any lines from your slam poetry? do you remember any?
2: um oh i had one about spare change spare change it was about guys that asking you for money and this guy asked me for my panties spare change spare change oh and then i had one about this guy that always in my stairway always wanted to fuck, and then every time i didn't want to be like do you have your period and then i wrote a whole thing about if guys had their periods which at the time wasn't hacky and um <laughs> And then I actually talked about man peeing, and I talked about how he like men leaned up against the wall. I mean, it was very descriptive. Yeah. Oh, and then I had, you know, angry poems about when people follow you home at night. (laughs) I actually have, I have a, I have a, I still have a compilation of my poetry. Do you really? Yeah. Okay.
1: So we can, we can play that with It's trademarked.
2: And in case it ever, in case everybody wants to bring, bring back my, I had a whole thing owed to Bostello coffee. Oh, wow. Um, you it's know, coffee—it's coffee. terrific. And spare change, spare change—I remember it. And okay. then, um, yeah. So they were—they were a lot of them were already funny. And then, so I took that class, and then we had a run with the show. So I was like, after that's done, I'm going to throw myself into this. Okay. So then, I really like classes because I feel like it sets up. Oh. It introduces a world to you where it gives you the information on like the how to's, you know, sure. like what are mics? What is a? Yeah. Uh, how do I even just like getting on the stage, like holding the mic? Yeah, this is what a, you know, a basic structure. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it gives you information and it provides you with you have to see that person again. Yeah. So, you know, you have to work on it. So it's like setting up. So then I took. So I took a second class after the show was over. Nice. Um, and then at that class, I made friends.
1: Great. It's good to have comedy friends. Yeah.
2: And then they were like, "Hey, there's this club. It was uh, Comedy Village,
1: which was uh, the Boston originally. Yes.
2: Yeah." Um, and they Oh no 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 First I flyed for Broadway
1: Oh Broadway comic Okay
2: I worked the door And Aaron Haber
1: The uh, su- the second The, uh, the cafe I it guess It was called
2: The the World The
1: World It was next to The upstairs of uh, Broadway Like next door They had yes. two rooms two So rooms. I
2: flied in Times Square Oh wow uh, I did that too Yeah Like two hours a night Two and a half hours a night
1: Yeah that's a good way To meet men huh <laughs>
2: And I'm not a good flyer <laughs> Because I I feel like I'm bothering people Yeah <laughs> You're like,
1: hi I'm, sorry. hi. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Can I please, not my please, please, could
2: you just take this? <laughs> so I'm always much better working a door. Okay. Um. So then I then I heard, oh, this person. Uh, the d- downtown yeah. there. So I think I was there like five, six nights a week.
1: Yeah. that's where I met you. Yeah. yeah. And there. I would
2: flyer and then I would work the door. Yeah. I think I went there at like four 30. I went straight did, from my job. You were like
1: ran it pretty much. Yeah. And like then you I'm were doing a lot. Yeah, there. I
2: ran it. I ran. I like think
1: you were checking the emails. And yeah. Like I did you the were, emails. I did the promotions. It. I ran yeah. the open mics. Yeah. <laughs> you were all like in six
2: nights. I got shingles because I was so overtired <laughs> from that in my day job. Um, yeah. And then, so I would get five minutes at the end of every show.
1: That's all you need.
2: Um, and of course, I would, you know, you would just bomb. And then, then I got, I got bumped up to hosting.
1: Nice. I, th- I feel like, I saw you a little bit in the beginning, and I feel like, the hosting was the best. Thing for you i felt like once you started hosting i felt like that's when you it felt like you kind of started blossoming a little bit
2: yeah because when i was just doing that i was just doing a set i was yeah. doing a set
1: yeah i was doing a set very set set no, yeah and very then
2: like, all of a sudden i was talking to people
1: yeah i think that's what opened you yeah, up Yeah,
2: was that's where it changed
1: yeah do you i mean when you see when you think of your early days do you i mean does that uh, how do you like what transformations did you make that make you the comic that you are today? Like, what do you remember choices that you made or just kind of to be looser with the crowd or to kind of like not be just so scripted or
2: no, (laughs) (laughs) I honestly just remember just going and going and going and going and going and going and going. Yeah. And then just, I don't think I remember necessarily deliberate choices. Yeah. It was like a lot of feeling it out.
1: Did you feel when I started? I felt like I resembled other comedians. Like I could, like I felt like I would, I would study somebody, and then unfortunately, I would kind of like mimic them a little bit on stage. Like I felt like I don't know if there was any like what influences did you have? Like did you watch, listen to a lot of comedy and stuff? Or
2: I don't feel like I necessarily did that yeah. because I came out of like more of a one person show.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. You did that too. So you um, did a one person show before you ever did stand up. Yeah, that was with yeah. the Always with the Heart. Yeah, um, that was good. I saw it. I have it on DVD. If you want to sell those, you know, we can, might be we selling can hawk those. those.
2: <laughs> um, I when I, have I mean, my parents played comedy when I was younger, and then I had when I was. Chris Rock, Bigger and Blacker. Yeah. The VHS, there's actually two versions of it, because I have the DVD, yeah. and it is not the same taping as the VHS.
1: Oh, really? What's different about it?
2: The ti- The the pacing.
1: Really? Like, yeah. it's a different set?
2: It's, a, it's the same jokes, different timing.
1: So it must be a different set.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, oh, different set, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and there's some more um, sketches in the the dvd one okay um but the vhs one i would play it when i would clean the apartment okay and i mean i had everyone um that was like the when you're waiting for your aids test and goes to pussy pass <laughs> or with the white kids getting on the elevator i yeah. just and then he, you know he would signify his jo- his punchlines yeah. sort of with his um you know his excitement at the end of it and okay. i was obs- i was obsessed with chris rock
1: that's great. That's a good person to be obsessed with.
2: I, I don't really feel like when people watch me, they think.
1: I see a little bit. I see all of this, you know. Well, it's your own thing as well, but I see. Uh, I
2: obviously listen to a lot of Sam Kennison. I'm really into screaming.
1: Yeah. Kennison definitely was influenced for me as well. We talked about that early on. But I feel like.
2: I even own a jacket.
1: You own a jacket? Kennison like jacket? Yeah.
2: like at that trench coat.
1: Oh, yeah. you Well, you were Sam I Kinnison I was Sam
2: Kinnison at um, Stick or Treat. <laughs>
1: Do you um? How do you feel about um? This is interesting to me. Um, like Sam Kennison, thinking of Sam Kennison's material now and in the day and age, you know, Eddie Murphy just uh, publicly apologized for material that he did on Delirious and Raw. Oh, did he? Yeah, he publicly apologized for the material that he did because he felt like it was insensitive and stuff. And it, I don't know. I feel like. I don't. I don't feel that right about that. I feel like that's a time. It was a different time period, you know. Unfortunately, maybe we weren't as sensitive as we should have been. But I feel like that material should just be left in that time. I don't think he needs to apologize for for things that you said I, back then.
2: I think the material. It both can happen. I think the material can be appreciated for being very funny at the time. Yeah. Um, and then, and then also that he can recognize that. How now that it it comes off as hurtful, yeah, and it doesn't have to be like a I'm sorry I did that, but yeah. now I'm sorry I'm aware now,
1: yeah, I guess I, I, I feel see like what you're saying. It's a grown up thing. I haven't do. heard
2: the apology, but I feel yeah. like it, it could, you know what I mean? He could just be like, I'm more aware now, you know what I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, he went in real hard among gay people <laughs> and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, nobody talks like that anymore. So I think it's like a, a thing that, uh, yeah, just, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely both sides. You could see that, you know, because well, I think he's trying to, he's probably trying to appeal to people because he's, you know, going to have a new special. So I, 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 Or it,
2: he's yeah. sorry that he hurt people's feelings. Yeah,
1: maybe. I don't know. But I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's, the fact that he has a new special coming out, and probably some people think he's going to just, you know, do that stuff. You know, because people evolve, and I think he evolved as a person.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. that you could say I've evolved, and that yeah. and, and that, that that's the and that and you know that's an apology, appali- you know. But then that can exist in the time that it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so with Sam Kinison, there's always this thing that happens with comedy where I feel as a comic, I think comics do it. I think non-comics have struggled with it, where it's like I can disagree with someone or their point of view and still yeah. laugh at their jokes. Okay. If they sell me the world i'm in it you know what i mean um even if i'm offended by it i wouldn't say i'm offended by that but i'd be like i don't agree with that you know what i mean but it's still funny the way that you presented it
1: yeah i still think about sam kennison like that his material i mean to him as a comedian really just resonated with me forever because he
2: also comes off i feel like the story is like he's horrible to women and this, sto- and they were horrible to him too. Oh yeah, the stories come yeah. out of him being a yeah. hurt man.
1: Yeah, he was hurt.
2: So it's like this is you know, and I'm not. It's I don't think about it as do I think this is okay? Da, 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 but I'm like this is a. I I feel like you could see this damaged person who's like screaming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'll you know, and I just I, it was. I feel like it was a show. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's so much.
1: Well, I think he resonated with that. You know, a lot of men that got their hearts broken and stuff. And one of my funniest things, he cheated on his girlfriend, and uh, she acted like everything was cool. And she's like, "Oh, it's fine. No, no, it's good. You know, well, I forgive you." And oh, then, is this that? Then she put a gun yeah. in his in his luggage, and he went to the airport. And it's like, boo, boo. He's like, "Oh man, what's going on? I'm gonna see some shit. This is crazy." And He's all excited to see somebody else get caught. And handcuffed him at the airport because she put a loaded gun in good his luggage. Her. Good That's for her. That's very funny. But. Uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's you know, it's funny, too, is it's like, you know, we're doing this, you know, and that's what's cool, too, is when you like, you know, get to, you know, when you start to, you know, do something that that your heroes did, you know, and I think that's really cool, too, that we're in this thing of comedy that, you know, that people we've like Kennison and stuff. And so it's, it's really cool to be in New York City doing stand up. Yeah. You know, and just being a part of this uh, this history, like we're our own history, you know, and it's a beautiful thing.
2: I was, um, it's not a comic, but it's in the same feeling. I was, like, super depressed or, like, questioning what I was doing, like, two or three years ago. Yeah. And I got to go to a festival, and um, Faith No More was on the festival. <laughs> and, you know, I felt like I wasn't, I, I didn't know if I could, you know, hang in and what, you know, what, what I was supposed to be doing. And Faith No More was, like, ugh, my fucking... Yeah. A reason to etra in, in, you know, college or whatever and um, end of high school. And I was on the same show as Faith No More. You know what I mean? And they gave all the artists, not the same show, in the same festival. They gave all the artists, you had artist tickets so you could go in the side you have to wait in line. And I was like, I can't believe that I get to be, you know, in the same as like my childhood loves and I was like, if I could go back and tell teenage me, who was a mess, by the way, <laughs> that it's going to be, you're going to be on in a in a festival with Mike Patton performing <laughs> things that came out of your mouth that you wrote, I would die as a teenager. You know what I mean? I'd be like, no way. You know what I mean? Did you get to keep your hair curly? Yeah. Um, there was no curly hair when I grew up. And um, so yeah, I was awesome. like, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? And then, so really those cool. moments where you're like. This is pretty cool.
1: No, that is cool. I almost had that Saturday, but it was n- almost Johnny Cash and then he shit on me. But
2: <laughs> Johnny Bash. Johnny Cash. Johnny big. Rash. Johnny <laughs> what are we Rash.
1: Well, I'm very excited for you, and thanks for doing this today. It's thanks very, for having me. It's very cool. Um, and, and I just uh, want
2: to say again, I'm very happy for anybody who's had me on gigs, <laughs> even if there was a tree.
1: <laughs> I've done a lot of tree <laughs> gigs, so uh, yeah. No, that's the thing. Is like you know, we're I'm uh, after every sh- every gig that in our head is like bad or whatever. There's still that thing that says, you know what? It still beats. Being in a job you don't enjoy, it still beats like being in some sort of situation that you know drives you crazy. And you just want to get out at five o'clock. You just want to run and get away from the office or whatever business you're in that you hate. A lot of people stay in jobs they don't like for their whole lives. So, if the worst we got to deal with is a tree and some grumpy people, it's still it's still a pretty good day at the end. Yeah, that somebody pays you to just say your thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, so very happy. Um, we don't plug anything, any podcasts or we're going to catch you on Twitter and all that fun stuff.
2: Yeah. If you could check me out on Twitter <laughs> on my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, all the same at Leah Bonema, L E A H B O N N E M um, A. Also, I'm co-hosting a podcast called, were you raised by wolves? <laughs> and that is a manners podcast.
1: Manners. It's about being
2: polite to people.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, you could check out my Colbert online on the YouTube. So if you want to get in there, and give it a little thumbs up little
1: Thumbs up piece. What's, uh, what's a man or pet peeve? One off the top of your head?
2: Oh, um, uh, I just get flooded and then I can't even <laughs> think of one um i can't stand it when people just stop in front of you on the sidewalk and looking at their phones uh, it's yes. not just me it's just like there's there's tons of people trying to go places how can you not be aware of like 30 people and you just block yeah. all of them
1: yeah i've seen them on the stairwells to the subway stop
2: on the stairs on the
1: stairs while you're trying to walk down in a crowded subway i watched
2: a lady watching a video and i was like unless that's a video on how to walk on stairs <laughs> you need to just shut your fucking phone down are you out of your mind
1: that's great i
2: can't take it
1: that's hilarious so check out uh raised by wolves we were get, you raised by were wolves? you raised by wolves Guess on spotify itunes all that good yep. stuff very cool very excited uh for you and congratulations <gasps> yes what
2: can i want play one more thing I yes, raised my hand she's um, a plugger. <laughs> i'm just so excited to be here <laughs> it's really it's really been a great week i gotta tell you i've eaten a lot of shit for a lot of years and it's been a great week um uh i have a show the new york comedy festival very cool and uh michael cost and i are doing long sets on topics oh that's great so i'm doing a long set on books and he's doing a long set on tennis oh that's great so you can just uh all that he's from the daily show right he's from the daily show that's great very cool um so you can get all that information on my instagram
1: Yes, please go see Leah Bonham alive. You won't regret it. She's very she's a lot of fun. She's uh, loose and in the moment and you know, it's like it's a lot of it's a good time. So definitely check out Leah Bonham at all the comedy clubs in the city. Check out her podcast, Were You Raised by Wolves. And um, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm Dustin Chafin. Uh, please check us out on Patreon. We could really use your love. Um, you can uh, catch me at uh, Governor's in Long Island. I'll be there November uh, 22nd and 23rd. Go to LaughStub.com and get tickets, please. we got to sell it out and uh, so we can go, come back next year. All right. I love you guys. Uh, that's it. Thank you. I'll leave you with this. <laughs>